everything I have and everything I've done was literally just because I like will reach the point in my head where I'm like, I can't go be a doctor now. I have nothing to lose. Like if I could, I would, but like, this is why I'm here. This is all I know how to do. And storytelling is important to me. And I, I do have my goals. So I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this at some points, but I just do it. Well, I'm going to kick off the podcast yeah, do by doing our little intro. So welcome everybody to this Industry Life podcast. Um, welcome back. It's now season two, our second episode. And today we have Howie Campbell, who is a an actor, a, a writer, a director. Um, and we're going to get deep into Howie's life. Um, but first, before we get into Howie's life, I'd like to ask how everybody is doing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh damn! I had a I had a day. I'll just put it that way. I had a day. <laughs> Everybody's had days. I guess a day. I, I know, <laughs> but you know, I'm super happy to be here. I was, yeah, it was actually really cool to like watch how he's work and just kind of get like really inspired and yeah, mm-hmm. kind of put me back in the mode. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm good. <laughs> how are you guys, Anthony? <laughs> Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing good. I've just been really busy as always. <laughs> <laughs> always. So, but it's you know I think last time I was talking about it, I'm not used to like this much work. I'm finally getting used to the amount of work I'm like doing right now, and I'm I'm finding the balance, which is which is cool. So, awesome. And Howie, how are you doing? Everybody, it's me, Howie. I too have had a day, but um, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you guys and just talk about life. Just a note about the podcast, we had some issues with Zoom, so halfway through, um, the audio changes just a little bit, Um, but yeah, just bear with us because, yes, we are trying to figure this out with the internet, and the internet doesn't always cooperate, so thank you so much. What what is your your start? We'll start with that that question. Like, how did you get to LA? How did you get into filmmaking? You know, you can make it as long as you want. Okay, Um, so... I got into, like, since I was a kid, I kind of, um, I'm a military child, so I moved around a lot. Um, every two to four years, just moved. Um, but I always loved, like, acting and filmmaking and, you know, making my own little stuff. Um, but my parents, you know, they weren't able to move to California or L.A., no matter how much I asked them. So I just kind of stuck with it on my own. And then when I turned 18, I came here to L.A. Um, and I went to a film school called the New York Film Academy. Uh, that which wasn't the best but you know I took what I could out of it and um, after I graduated it was just you know I was on that run I was already um, auditioning and I had already booked like a couple tv shows like small guest starring spots so that helped me with money a lot after you know college but um, I started having to you know find ways on my own to get into like the more film side because I love writing and directing and I started with music videos and that's how I made a lot of my connections as far as DPs and producers. And then I slowly started to do uh, short films, which is uh, like Sick Boys and another one that you guys maybe have saw. And now we I'm producing, 
yeah when we were young mm -hmm. a little rave short <laughs> that was my first one for sure and um now i'm pitching both of those one of those is a feature film and then sick boys is now a series so that's where i'm at now so that's i still awesome. feel pretty early but i'm excited <laughs> to get in that's awesome um and you said you you were in the writing directing what made you more get into like acting because you act in all your films too yeah um I don't know. It's weird because I'm like I have I used to have severe stage fright, so mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> um, I'm just this shy actor, but um, I don't know. Something I've just always been pulled to it. I guess I remember being a kid and watching like The Karate Kid, the original one, and just like being obsessed with that. And he was like <laughs> young, and I was just like, I want to do that. Yeah. So I would like act in my own little films by myself. And so I kind of just always knew there was like this love between it, but you know, cause I was so shy and everything, mm -hmm. um, it was tough, but I, maybe it was just one of those things where I was like, I, I really want to try this. Cause I'm very much like that. Sometimes I'll just do things. If I, if it interests me, I just, I'll try it no matter how scared I am. Mm -hmm. And I, I ended up loving it. So that's kind of how I did the acting as well so you didn't go to acting school or anything like that you're just self-taught completely uh, no I, I did take some acting classes at at my college okay. so that that helped a lot and I, I think I honestly say watching tv and movies is like the biggest school because that's all I was obsessed with yeah do you think uh acting like helped you combat your shyness like to be able to like you, like I don't know read reading dialogue and putting yourself in another person's shoes. Do you feel like that helped? Yeah, for sure. Like it's one of the biggest helps, even with directing. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that I act and I'm on that side too. Like it just helps me talk to my actors. You know, when I'm not in the scene and and kind of understand and I'm direct them more. But yeah, it broke down a lot of barriers for me, which I needed. Like going into these like you know pitches with the studios now is terrifying but i think because i used to going into these audition rooms now and stuff it's it's getting a little easier but i right think on. my nerves just never go away honestly <laughs> yeah i feel you on that well your acting is just out of this world like i just can't even get over how good of an actor you are <laughs> let alone like writer director like that like you have stacked on top of it but just your presence as an actor um, I don't know, I went to acting school, so my acting teacher, John Ruskin, would always say, like, you're so watchable, you know, and I, it sounds a little bit cliched, but in the scenes, you're the most watchable, and that doesn't mean that the other actors aren't good, but, like, the eye is drawn to you because of your presence, and, like, you can tell there's so much going on in your head, and, like, there's so much, like, emotion seething, and, yeah, it, I don't know. I was really, really impressed <laughs> with your acting. But yeah, as an actor-director um, that acts in your own work, what is that process like? Like, how do you move on to the next shot? Like, do you watch playback? Or like, how do you know that you got it when you're in front of the camera at the same time? A lot of it comes from, I guess, two, I should say, like me being so shy since I was a kid you know, that left me to do nothing but just observe people all my life. And like, mm -hmm. I'm usually the quiet one watching everything. So I, I got good at just kind of multitasking, which helps a lot with that, with me acting and directing. So a lot of the times I don't um, watch playback. Like I, if I'm in the scene, like 
I'll ask my DP after and stuff if he got it, like as far as it looking right. And if yes, and I felt it and I felt it from the other actor, then I move on. Okay, cool. But um, but sometimes I do watch playback. It just it, it just depends on the scene. But I would say just being in it and knowing that it's bad. I'm you, Katie said she went to acting school, so I'm pretty sure you know, like you're almost not supposed to be aware of everything else. Totally. But for some reason, you know, at, like as I'm directing, I, I almost have to be, but it, it helps that I know how to be. So I'm still like fully there as an actor or I try to be, but I'm still, you know, remembering like, okay, they, they need to do this and, you know, everything like that. It's weird. Maybe yeah. the ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I would say it works in your favor. <laughs> what kind of prep work goes into uh, also directing? Because I know a lot of actors, they do maybe like a week of this certain type of training so that way they can prepare for the role. But if you're acting and directing, what do you do as your prep? I I have such a different process. I know some people like would say it's so bad, so I'm like hesitant. But I, for one, I I actually don't like I don't enjoy too much rehearsal for mm-hmm. for either sides of it. Um, if if my actors that I work with like really need it or want that, then of course. But in prepping it's a lot it's a lot of me and my creative producer whoever I'm working with and my DP actually like we're just heavily involved in like breaking down the script um I'm big on um storyboarding but not drawing or sketching I like take pictures like there's Mm -hmm. an app you can storyboard so I like have to go to the location that we're shooting at and like kind of get get a better feel um and then just making sure like I'm big on the audition process for my actors. I feel like that's one of the biggest things for me is choosing the right people and working with the right people who who I almost don't have to do much as a director with when it comes to set because I just have all these talented people that they get the story. Like I talk to them a lot before. Um, like I said, we don't do much rehearsal, but I'll make sure they like understand everything. And if they want to rehearse or if they have questions, I'm, I'm very big on that. And that kind of, that's it. That's how I do it <laughs> for now. <laughs> when finding your actors, mm-hmm. what are you looking for in an actor that gives you the cue that you can work together? Talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a better answer, but <laughs> it is just like blowing me away. Like something like the little kid, he wasn't in Sick Boys, my short film that long. But he was the kid like pounding on the door. Yeah, he was he was the only one that walked in and that day out of like 15 and like completely like, you know, just there. I knew it was him. He was the only one that like blew me away. And I, and I get lucky like that a lot of times with all the roles that were cast in that film. Like it's just this thing like I don't know. They're just really good at the piece. They give it their all um, and they're good people. We're just actors. We're here to work and we want to work and love to work. So I, I don't know if you guys are OK with me asking specifically about the, the child, but I did notice you used child actors. And I was curious about that process, like especially as an independent filmmaker that. But yeah, the, the actor you chose was, oh, my God. Oh, and so moving. And those scenes were gut wrenching. And yeah, he just. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. But yeah, what was the process like for that? That was, um, that actually was 
I did like a short, I thought I didn't send it to you guys, but I did a short like mini series that I was doing for Instagram like a year ago. And that was my first time working with like a kid actor. Um, so that gave me a lot of practice and her mom, it's, you know, it's heavily dependent on the parents too. And, and some of my subject matter is a little, you know, a lot. And so auditioning for the kid was just, it was interesting because it would have all their, when their parents would come in, they would see me too and my team too. And we're kind of like, you know, they didn't know what it was going to be because we look young, we look <laughs> like college kids. And so I did have to like talk to them and make sure they understood, you know, what was going to be happening in the script. But I think working with kids is like sometimes easier work than working with adults. Um, they're just so good. When you find the right one, they're just so good at like taking direction. They, if I describe what I want, what I wanted him to do, it was a no brainer. He was like, okay. And he just like started crying and was like acting like he was ripping out his braces. And so it, I, I find that a lot with kids actually, like they're really good. Like they can just be told what to do and do it and like internalize it somehow just way quicker. Um, and that's just my experience. And he was great. His mom was great. She stayed on the set. She helped too. She was like, after one of the takes, she felt like he wasn't giving it. And she came and like <laughs> knocked on the door. She was like, you gotta listen. This is your shot, you know? <laughs> So the film you did before Sick Boys Die Alone was uh, when we were young. That was that was your first one. Was that like a college film that you did in at NYFA? That was my thesis film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was based on true events, right? Yeah. Yeah. Based on uh, a dude I went to high school with that actually passed away at a rave. Damn. Wow. Yeah. It was, it's something. It always stuck with me. So I just knew like I wanted to somehow try to tell a story about that and are you gonna you're trying to turn that one into a feature right yeah that one's written and that one's the one of the ones i'm pitching as well um it's going pretty good because you know it's a rave and we got uh steve aoki like he's not attached yet but he's read it and he's interested that's dope he can you know he can put it out to the dj world way more than i yeah that's awesome by the way um but yeah with that film and sick boys die alone and even like the things i saw on your instagram I noticed uh, like music plays a big part, I feel like, in a lot of your work. Where does that come from? Is that like something you do while you write? Like, are you just a huge music head? Like, what's why, um, why is music so important to you in your work? Absolutely a huge music head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, even for uh, like Sick Boys, for all my writings, actually, one of the things I do is when I sit down like to write on my laptop or wherever, um, I play, I always choose a song for each script to kind of like set the tone, like put me in, like lock me into like, this is the, this is how the feeling of this movie or how this show is going to be. And so each time, like day by day, I'll press it before I start writing just to like get me into it. So all of my stuff starts with the song. Um, and I just, it's just huge to me putting like the songs in movies. I, I feel like they just go hand in hand. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah, they're it's like exceptionally interwoven. It's it's amazing. And I was curious how you worked on getting the rights to those songs. Was it a process? Was it like easy breezy or how did that go? Um, well, with Sick Boys, it was a little easier because I had some previous work to show yeah. for myself. But 
it still is a process. Like it's a lot of, I think right now we're lucky we live in, you know, the social media era where I could reach out. And so it was a lot of that and like just asking for favors, honestly. Um, we did have to pay for some of the rights, which does take long and actually, I made a mistake. I learned by this situation. I, I had a song in mind that I knew I wanted before I even shot the movie. So I reached out and we got the rights to the song and paid for it. And then it didn't even work after we were editing. Oh, so wow. I was like, all that money, but lessons <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. But then we had to, you know, yeah, lessons learned. Exactly. I just move on. <laughs> I feel like with all your work, like you've made like a bit of a splash. I feel like recently, like I feel like you've made so many things and they're all like very like well done. Um, is that very much like your process? Um, are you just like, do you have a drive where you're just like, all right, let's just do it. Because I feel like filmmaking can linger on a lot and like you, you know, rewrite scripts all the time or whatever. Like, are you very much like gung ho about the process? Yeah, I would say, yeah, I, um, uh, it's different from acting, acting. I'm consistently like, you know, auditioning whenever my agents or managers send me something. So that kind of doesn't stop, but like for filmmaking right now, I mean, I just got like a literary agent. So I don't know what that's about to be like or how that's going to change my life. But for now, up to this point, I just, it's all just my projects and kind of what I want to do. And I like for sick boys, I pitched that, you know, idea to an investor. So that's how I got that made. So I just, it's just very been like when I get that spark and I want to do something, I just have to do it. So that's, that's how I've been doing it. Now I, I kind of started, I got this new idea. Um, I used to be obsessed with reality TV. And so <laughs> I'm kind of like dabbling to, into doing like some kind of mockumentary type parody thing for that. Just, just random stuff. Yeah. Wh while I was watching your work, I also noticed like even like the Instagram things, like I think Misty Summers and then obviously Sick Boys, Die Alone and When We Were Young all have themes of like drug use and I, I was just curious and why that's like a like they're all very different though at the same time but like why that is a subject you want to portray um yes that's the theme everything in my stories I kind of pull from you know either people I know or my experiences in real life and uh going back to just me as a child honestly just to be blunt I did dabble in drug use or things like that so I just have that to pull from, I guess. And that's that was prevalent in my teen years um, and adolescent growing up. So I saw how that affected people. And again, just observing how it affected myself. And so I put that into my stories and I kind of tell my stories at the point of life that I'm at. So even the things I'm writing now, um, it's not exactly me, you know, or anything like that, but similar time period, mm. I would say, or mental state. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> no, I get that. But yeah, the drug use. Has, uh, has filmmaking helped you, uh, I guess, with your, with your past? Has filmmaking been like that tool that you've uh, used to understand yourself or your past? Yeah, I would say for sure. It also, it also was kind of the thing that made me get into that I want to say because like as a as a kid I used to watch movies like kids or gummo yeah. you know out of like harmony nice so 
not blaming that or anything, but I did like kind of think, oh, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> so it kind of just full circle. I mean, maybe it, it just interested me. So I gravitated towards that. Mm -hmm. But since I was around that world, um, that's what I started to experience. And then putting it in my films and getting out emotions that way, like helping with my mental health, um, it's, it's big and it's helped me a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely got like a Harmony Kareen thing, but you have your own, you know, you have your own style and your own voice. But um, yeah, that's cool. I could totally I could totally see that that was an influence. Are you able to talk about your writing process? Because I'm so curious, like about like where your stories come from. I know you said the one comes from a friend's like the 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 one um the newer short that you did what was that writing process like for you um so that one came so i had the idea for sick boys the series yeah. uh, the short series um which is a completely different story actually it had nothing to do with the short but i wanted to like make a short because i knew i wouldn't be able to shoot a pilot um, I wanted to make a short to kind of show as like a proof of concept in terms of like style and things. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, one night I was just, I was in like, you know, a bad headspace, I guess. Things were just not going that great. And I, I started writing it. Um, it came from a lot of places. I, I used to go to um, comedy shows here in LA a lot on the weekends sometimes just to watch and um, I would notice that some of these comedians uh, would like, they were, they, were, they were funny, but some of their jokes were so specific. Mm. Like, yeah, like per very personal. A little, you know, it sounds tough, even though they made a joke. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that, that struck me. That was a big inspiration for that. And um, also pulling from like, I have a close friend actually who um, is, she, Kind of, kind of pulling from her life too. Actually, mm. she had like some of the more unfortunate experiences, and she was like, "I would love to kind of, if you could show that in a film in any way." Wow. Um, so I pulled some of that. I just put together this collection of things, and I try to make it make sense when I was writing it. Yeah. Um, and that mental health is like huge to me. Um, I was like diagnosed with like manic depression at a pretty young age. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's always in my stories too, mm -hmm. if you could tell. There's it just always some kind of like mental battle, but it's a, it was important to me to show like the why and the how that people get like that. Mm -hmm. Cause I think yeah. that's what people don't look at when you're dealing with mental health. Um, so I wanted to show this character who, you know, he's a product of his environment and sometimes it's very unfortunate. I think something that's really powerful about your film too is that yeah you definitely handle mental health in a very a very good way like a very understanding way like from a place where this person writing the story has definitely dealt with some of the things that the character is going through um, and also something about your film just like to acknowledge you and your work is um, I feel like for a lot of like first time or like young filmmakers I feel like something that's hard to achieve is like to create tension or to make the audience feel what you want them to feel. But I feel like every beat of your film through like camera movement and like blocking, like I feel like you totally had an understanding of how you wanted the audience to feel 
and like every note landed as far as like tension and the emotional beats of the story and I don't know I'm just acknowledging you acknowledging you for that but if you like want to speak on how you figured that out like I'm just thinking I don't know why but like him just driving in the beginning and then you know breaking right before that guy in the Tesla or like him going on stage and the camera like swoops around him you could see how nervous he is and then he turns around and like I, I just felt every single thing and um yeah I don't know that's all I'm, that's all I'm, I'm saying yeah <laughs> completely the camera movements yeah the, like even in the beginning of um uh when we were young yeah when mm. we were young like the feet oh my god I just loved that oh that yeah you just a cool focused start on like on the feet it yeah I was very very impressed with the the choices you made as yeah. a director thank you thank you um <laughs> why i did those things <laughs> or just like yeah or how i don't know yeah it was just more of like i was just hyping you up really <laughs> <laughs> no i appreciate it um i don't know some of that is like some of that was written like it's it just while writing i know for like in sick boys the that motion around me mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of it, again, it just stems from like feelings that I get, honestly, like the, even the driving and braking scene. Um, that's something I kind of sometimes just have thought about or random thoughts will come to my head, like to do that. So I, I think that would be interesting to put on screen. Um, like I said, I have severe stage fright and I even, um, I try to, like I pay $5 a comedy set to try to like get over my stage fright. And of just those nerves, those nerves of getting on stage. So I was like, how can I show this in a way and like build mm -hmm. that suspense? Um, it's just it's just little things like that. I don't know. I, I got a credit to the people that I work with, like the cinematographer too. They always like throw ideas to me, but also just honestly, just watching great actors and great directors, their films. I just I think it's all from there. That's cool. What what are some of your inspirations? Actors, I would say uh, Denzel, pretty much all the big ones. Uh -huh. I love <laughs> Meryl Streep, Viola Davis. Nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> all the no-brainers. <laughs> people. Um, and directors, a lot. I love, I'm going to mess up his last name, Luca Guadagnino. Guad mm. I don't know if I... Do you know him? I don't know him, but I want to. What is it? What is, yeah, what has he done? He did the new, he did the new Suspiria. Oh remake. yeah, he I did. saw, I uh, saw the Suspiria. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, he's he's has a very unique style for yeah. sure. He did Call Me by Your Name too. He did Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, and he just he just started that new series right on HBO. Okay, yeah. then I love him now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Really good. I love Andrea Arnold. I don't know if you yes. guys are aware of her. She's incredible. Oh my god. You got really good taste, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Sorry, it's lagging a bit. Oh, no, you're sorry. Good. Okay. Sorry, uh, and Andrea yeah. Arnold's, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen, she had a short film that she did as her thesis called Wasp. And that, I haven't that seen it. Away. I didn't yeah. see yeah, check Wasp. It out. I saw maybe I did though. Is that the main short? She's really famous. Did she win an Oscar for that? Yeah. Yeah. She it's, got the Oscar oh, for you that. have to watch I'm, it, I'm going Anthony. To. You have to. It, oh yeah. my god. For sure. It, oh my it's god. So good. Yeah, it That's, is. That short blew me away, and I loved that. 
you know, she acted in it as well, but it was also so personal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just love all her work. She did um she did the newest season of Big Little Lies. Oh, okay. She totally did. Yeah, she did. And I love that show so much. Yeah, I actually <laughs> do too, not gonna lie. Um, so, yeah. um, so many. I watch a lot of uh, independent films, so there's just there's just a lot. I'm inspired by all, honestly. Yeah. It's incredible. I wanna I wanna kind of switch switch gears real quick. Um, and you can you can talk as much about this as you want, but I think a lot of things as smaller filmmakers that we don't understand is like how to get agents. Um, yeah, good question. And you just recently, you just said that you just signed for a literary agent. And I would just like to know what that, what that process looked like for you or what the process looks like for filmmakers trying to get representation. Again, like I said, I, it was for the longest time for the past three years, it was really just, independent really me like reaching out to people Mm -hmm. and doing music videos and then I would get my next job just through somebody there um but to get my literary agent it was it was the same as getting an acting agent honestly I I started just sending out like cold emails honestly to people that I found on um a good way to do it is you get IMDB Pro Mm -hmm. um and you make an account and, and they list everybody there, like, you know, the top agencies and things like that. So that's all I did. I looked for, you know, who were literary agents and I looked at the best like companies to go to. And I just got lucky enough mm-hmm. to get a couple meetings with some that were interested. I had to send them, you send them your work, your reel or whatever you have. And um, yeah, a few got back and I chose, that's how I chose mine. That's awesome. I saw, so is your literary agent zero gravity? Yeah, yeah. So literary's just got with zero, but it's also my acting as well. Oh, gotcha, right gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's one like part of the process that I think either filmmakers are really intimidated by or just mm-hmm. don't know how to do. So oh, yeah, I'll, I'll say I, I am. Like I know nothing about it. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. So <laughs> you should do it yeah, though. You should do it, man. Yeah. Just do it. They're they're looking for people, and it, it helps you find work and stuff like that. So, oh. I'd say it's important. How does it work with um as an actor? Because I know m- my roommate, he's been like auditioning through like Zoom and things like that during this whole time. But yeah, how has it been? You know, auditioning for you as an actor. It's it's the life of an actor is something. <laughs> um, I don't. I can't say that I enjoy it so far. Oh. <laughs> You have to enjoy the journey, but I'm learning too. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's a it's a lot of. They're all self tapes now, which you know I was doing a lot anyway before the pandemic. Mm. But now it's solely self tape. Um, I did like book. They're even booking off self tapes now, so that's been interesting to like go to a set now wow. and just meeting everybody for the first time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just been that. I personally don't like self-taping. I, I feel like I can't come through as well mm-hmm. on camera, especially with those like dramatic scenes. Um, but it's it's just where the world's moving, I guess. And a lot of people like this more now. So I hear a lot of like casting and people saying this might stay. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, so, a lot of casting places have like closed their doors because of COVID-19. Yeah. So. Mm. There's really no yeah. place. There's like hardly any places to go to anymore to... To walk in there and do sell or do tapings yeah. and auditions. 
That's true. Yeah. And even my pitches that I, I get and like for the literary and directing side are, are through Zoom right now. So that's weird, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it what's it like uh, finally pitching your content to uh, to people? Yeah. It's honestly as I still get just as nervous as like walking <laughs> into an audition. Like, but it is great because that's, you know, something I used to like dream of mm-hmm. um, and to even have a literary agent and to be, I had all this stuff prepared. So that helps, it helped me be ready for all this right mm-hmm. now. Um, but it's intimidating. Like the last one I had, there were like six of the executives in there and they're all just, you know, watching you. Um, it helps though to bring, it's just like an audition where they say like, that is your time. When you walk in the room, it's your time. Mm-hmm. So I just try to apply that to the same as pitching my work. And you guys can too. Like I, I bring in visuals if I need it and just do anything to help me like sell the show. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Very intimidating though. <laughs> What's your approach? Do you do like, I don't know, like I've read a bunch of those pitching books and things like that. Or do you just sort of like go with your heart and your emotion and like you said, the visuals and let the work speak for itself? Um, I have to, I actually, that's probably pitching I do the most kind of prep, like way more than acting, I would say. Like I set up my like visual deck and through Zoom, you know, you can share your screen so they could see it too. And just in order, however I set it to, whether that's like talking about me first and then the story and characters, I just like make sure to have everything in order. And I, you know, as an actor, I can memorize everything (laughs) and then make it sound conversational (laughs) for the pitch. But that's kind of what I do. I have to be prepared because for at least for now, pitching is still scary to me. Mm -hmm. And so I just really have to have like everything down. And they, they ask a lot of questions, um, which to me has been the better part. Like I'm better at talking about these stories that I wrote than like trying to make it sound interesting in this 10 minute pitch. Totally. That's, that's so amazing. Do they, do you usually feel like you know the answers or sometimes are you sort of like discovering as you go or are they like expanding your consciousness of what it could be so far luckily i think i i I felt like i knew every answer and like because i the way at least for what i'm pitching now i i like dove into these stories Mm -hmm. and i know a girl um, her name's jennifer bartell so any of you are ever gonna be pitching she like will help with that and she's like successfully sold all those types of shows and so she kind of coaches people and works like so cool through it Mm. so she almost asked me every question that they ended up asking on the pitch which just helped immensely like i there wasn't anything i even stuttered on that is so cool oh my gosh that probably felt so good (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was great (laughs) you you started your own uh production production company right yes i did ho how production what made you want to do that um and isn't you think like first time filmmakers or people starting out, do you think that's something they should do? For me, I love like in film school, one of the things I, I guess I could call it a minor, even though I didn't really minor mm-hmm. in anything. I took a lot of like these classes called um, like the entertainment business and like law, everything to do with that side of things. I love like film law and the business side of all of it. Um, so I always knew that I kind of wanted my production company 
and I even eventually want to be like more, I want Ho How to be a distributor. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I'm even now, you know, I'm going to start class again in a couple months to get like a master's in just that solely that side, the entertainment business, um, because that's just huge. Of, I, I love that. And I know like that is one of my bigger goals. I, I want Ho How to be a distribution company. And Sick. I've just always been fascinated by that. That's pretty dope because I just got our feature distributed and um, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, we're lucky with the one we have, but you know, some of the other deals we got, they, they can kind of ream you. So it's pretty, pretty smart to like have your own. And I feel like now more than ever, it's easier for filmmakers to create something like that, like their own, you know, distribution platform or company or whatever to to have it more fair and like the, you know, for, for filmmakers to get their piece of the pie, you know? (laughs) And I think for all aspects too, because actors, like our contracts are crazy sometimes Mm. and none of us really read them. Totally. Um, But taking those classes where like they literally, my teacher used to be, you know, like Warner Brothers lawyers and stuff. So like they would break it down for us. And and I love that, like reading the contracts now and now seeing like a filmmaker's contract is crazy, too. But if you know what you can negotiate into it, it's it's huge and it could work. And that's how we got to live. So I think it's I do think it's important to know that side of stuff, too. I agree. I'm a contract nerd, so I, I love all that stuff, too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love seeing, I love being able to negotiate the craziest stuff in there too. Like it'll blow your mind what they can do. Oh, mm. for real. It's so <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, as a filmmaker who spent uh, years in college, do you think it's necessary to go to film school to be a filmmaker? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to say yes or no, but I don't know if it's as necessary anymore Mm -hmm. because the most education I got was from working like, you know, on sets or like I said, watching. Um, I had never even stepped on a set until like I had booked this job on my own Mm -hmm. as, as like a director. And it was nothing even like, I don't want to bash the school, but they didn't prepare me for so much. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just hard. It's a hard thing to try to teach, right. you know, because that's, you know, everyone is different. Like, you can't really plan how something is going to go. Um, but I do think the biggest thing about school, the reason I don't hate school is because of the connections you can meet, which that's where I met my uh, producing partner who has worked on everything since my first short. and that was like a big help to me. And and that's where I met some of the teachers who, like I said, helped me with my first contracts and got me into that. So I think the best thing about school is the the people you can meet and further into your career with. Mm -hmm, For sure. I'm a dropout. I'm a film school (laughs) dropout. So I'm always curious to like what the benefits of possibly doing those extra couple years where it could have got me Mm. and uh where it's got you so yeah <laughs> that's an interesting one i wanted to drop out but my parents are just my parents are crazy strict military people so they didn't like <laughs> so i feel you <laughs> how, how is that process like are they pretty supportive of your art form like of film like do they understand what you're doing do they think it's 
Like, you know what I mean? I think after I started, like, booking, yes. But before, definitely not. They would, like, call me and be like, are you ready to come home? Mm. Um, they just, they did, they mainly want stability for me, I guess. And, um, yeah, they're not used to an artist's life at all, like, being in the military all their yeah. lives. It's completely different. But I think just growing up with that strict background, it, it helped me a lot with just living on my own and living here and through a lot of stuff. Like, you know, you guys probably know, like living in L.A. or moving here, you see a lot of just craziness and a lot of people lose themselves. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go and come. So I think having a background where just I'm, I'm a very grounded person, I think, to my due to my upbringing. Um, so that helped a lot. And it kind of carries into my art in a way. Mm. But now that they see me doing stuff, they, they are way more supportive. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. You're very much so an artist, but I feel like out of, I mean, I'm just comparing myself. I feel like you ha you're very much uh, on top of it, though, at the same time. Like, you're going to go back to school and study, you know, entertainment law, and you want to turn your production company into a, a distribution company. And, like, I feel like that's really smart, like, to be an artist, but also to be business-minded yeah. and be be on top of it. Like, I think that's it's really inspiring to hear. I, I think as like a filmmaker, it's very beneficial for you to not put all your eggs in like one basket. Like, oh, I'm putting all my eggs in just being a writer. Like instead you're being a writer, director, a producer. So that way you have all this uh, potential other business and jobs coming through. Right. You know, not just doing films, doing commercials, doing music videos, you know, working, not just being a director, like doing other things. Um I feel yeah. like I put a lot of energy into that more than I do of like, you know, trying to decide if I want to do my own production company or like, it's definitely things I've thought about before, but I feel like I just put energy into making the, th like making art or being on someone else's set or whatever. Um, yeah. Right. To start wrapping this up. Cause we've already taken about an hour of your time. Oh, uh, <laughs> it felt quick. I did. It felt quick. Yeah. Uh, but what is kind of, a piece of advice you would give to young filmmakers uh, trying to make it into the business? I would say, um, as cliche as it sounds, you really just have to like go for it. Like mm -hmm. you, I came out here, I started this. I don't have like family, family connections or anything like that. Um, props to the people that do. Like I would love that. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> but I didn't kind of, I, I try not to let that stop me and halt me and like everything I have and everything I've done was literally just because I like will reach the point in my head where I'm like, I can't go be a doctor now. I have nothing to lose. Like if I could, I would, but like, this is why I'm here. This is all I know how to do. Mm -hmm. And storytelling is important to me and I, I do have my goals. So I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this at some points, but I just do it. Mm -hmm. I just try it. I just randomly will dm people like if i'm looking for you know investors just do it to the young people like if you're scared it doesn't even matter like you're gonna find the right people along the way so mm. that's what i would say that's I love awesome it. Love it. yes <laughs> that's what? what that's what we need as young filmmakers it's just uh advice to just be strong and yeah. push through it yeah that's so important yeah what's next for you Next, I mean, hopefully, you know, one of these pitch meetings, they will green light a project. Oh, yeah. um, have another one. 
coming up with one of the same studios. So I guess like a second one, they mm-hmm. want to see me back. Um, I'm really focusing on that, like the feature film. It's um, I really want to tell that story. And I think it'd be a great like first major project for me to like break in with. Um, and that TV show, I'm really just like focused on those two projects right now. Um, a lot of like work and calls with my agents and trying to meet people to get them attached to the projects because this business is all about attachment mm. which is what i'm finding out <laughs> mm. um those will hopefully be next and as an actor i mean shooting a little guest starring role in some new uh hbo max series nice. Sick. amazing i'm just thank you and just that's just i'm just auditioning still as an actor who knows when where that will take me but just my projects and hopefully ho how soon we'll get to the place that i want it to be i love it and that's all i see right now i can't see further than that that's pretty huge yeah. i mean for 22 years old man like that's wow thank that's you tremendous thank accomplishments you. yeah you're thanks for being in my music video by the way <laughs> yeah you crushed it yes of course <laughs> that was so much fun man killed it <laughs> That was so much fun. It was actually, right? <laughs> yeah. That was just yeah, a was there too. I love stuff. Shit. Oh, you were? That was Yeah, you. he was the first AC. <laughs> the oh bashful one. Scared that we were going to get in trouble because we didn't have permits. So <laughs> <laughs> I roll, baby. <laughs> hey, we all got those uh, free coupons. Yeah. Have you used that? Butterfly Cafe or whatever? They gave us like. Oh, not yeah, yet. Yeah, but I was thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I say it for a day. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That place was good. It was. My last question or the last question of the podcast. uh, What three movies uh, do you, would you give to, how do I want to word this? I'm trying, I always try to think of a creative way to ask like, what are your favorite three movies? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of burnt out. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to ask what are your favorite three movies? (laughs) Can we narrow it down to a genre? <laughs> Damn. I can. Oh, I can choose of each genre, maybe. Good one. Yeah, I like that. I like and that, that still might be a lie. Um, for horror, I love horror movies. Um, and gore and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't think I could give an answer. <laughs> I love everything. Or um, what's your favorite movie? Number one Damn, favorite. That might be hard. I can say, oh, I can tell you what movies that I can watch multiple times there you without go. ever getting yeah. tired. Yeah. So uh, one of those is, um, what's that called? With Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, Silver oh, Linings that's Playbook. that's a good movie, yeah. So I've never seen that, actually. I love that movie. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen August Osage County. I, wait. Yeah, I just watched it recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, damn. Did you like it? It's brilliant. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's so brilliant great. and it's it's uh, you know, some parts are uncomfortable, but it's it's really 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 well done. Yeah. And the writing is just amazing and the actors obviously. Oh, yeah. The actors are This is I, ooh, a, a bad movie, I could say. <laughs> I love I, I love like the, I love the Final Destination series. Nice. Oh. nice. Those I have never seen, honestly. Which seen clips of them? <laughs> I remember see, watched them when I was a kid. Which, which which one is your favorite? Which one's like the shit? 
I'm gonna have to go with three. Okay. The roller coaster. Oh one. yeah, that's like the one that's like vividly in my memory still. <laughs> like, so... That one sticks with you. Yeah, it does. That one sticks with yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, scared of tanning beds and roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one too. <laughs> well, thank you, Howie, so much for your for your time, and we will leave a link below to all your work so yeah. all of our listeners can click the links see what we were talking about and then we'll also give a, a link to your instagram so if people want to find you they can reach out to you okay no dope doubt. thank you guys so much for having me this was so much fun of course dude I was, i'm not nervous anymore <laughs> hell yeah let's do it again <laughs> i was gonna good. say how yes. we would love to catch up with you sure. you know i know yes. you only are like you only have like a star-studded future so i can't <laughs> wait to see what happens for you and yeah keep us posted yeah. you know like for sure i'll definitely come back and keep you updated on everything sure, once these get greenlit hell i yeah. want to tell you guys Heck yeah sure. and it's happening for <laughs> you yes. Good luck, so bro. Happening. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you Howie. Later, Take Howie. Care. Good Have talking to you. Bye. See you, man. Care.